The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. If you're new to New Song Church, welcome. So glad that you're here. Uh, I'll be out in the lobby along with my wife, Sarah. We'll be, we'd love to meet you. Uh, we, we pastor New Song Church, and uh, we got a gift for you. So make sure you stop by and say hi if this is your first weekend. Um, we'd love to, to meet you. It's a, great, it's a cool weekend. This weekend, this is Young Communicators Weekend. We've got three young communicators that are going to be up here in just a moment that have been through it over the last few days. This is the last one, guys. You ready? Last one. And uh, man, they've been through it. We, what we do is we do this every, every year. We invite, uh, our, we go to our staff first of all. And we say, hey, bring us some names of some different people that are serving in your departments that, that God's kind of highlighted to you. And so they bring us some names. We pray over it. And, uh, and then God leads us to the right people. And once we get them, we train them. We teach them. We sit them down. We say, this is how you prepare a message. And then we tell them, hey, you're going to teach this message to us before you get to stand in front of the church. So they had to do this on, was it Monday night, Tuesday night this week? They had to get up and they had to preach to a room of like five people, which is weird and hard, but they did it. And uh, they got a word for you today, so get ready. It's going to be really good. Uh, before they jump into that, I want to make you aware of something going on at New Song Church. You've been a part of New Song Church for a while. You're used to this. But if not, just want you to know something's going on. Starting tomorrow... Sarah and I are moving into a season of sabbatical. We are going to be stepping away for the month of July uh, to connect with, with God, to connect with each other, to connect with our kids. And so we, we disconnect from all things New Song Church. That means we shut down our social media, we shut down email, phone, like we don't do church stuff for a month. And the reason we do this is because we believe that healthy things reproduce, Amen. We want to be a church that continues to reproduce. We want to produce uh, good leaders. A solid growth takes place in a church that's, that's doing this kind of stuff. Believe that God created, when he created this world, he created us to have a, a healthy rhythm to our life. And, and so if you're driving a car, you know this. In a car, you got a gas pedal and you got a brake pedal. And both of those need to be in operation. If you never hit the brake, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to have a crash. And so uh, the elders have set it up where every July we take the month off, we disconnect and it just gives us an opportunity to kind of look at each other and look at our kids and not be thinking about the next message that has to be preached, the next counseling appointment, the next event we're preparing for. We can just kind of disconnect from all things new song and connect with God and each other in a powerful way. So a couple of things. First of all, nothing's wrong. Okay. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's bad. Everything's good. Okay. It's not because something's wrong. It's actually, we do this because things are right and we want to keep them right. Amen. We want to do this for a long time. And so we, we, we understand that in order to do that and do this well for a long time, we need to practice this rhythm of rest. And so everything's good there. Uh, two things I want to invite you to do. One is I want to invite you to stay connected here at New Song Church. Even though we're not going to be here for the next month, I'm not letting you, letting you guys know. You guys can all disconnect, okay? We want you to come to church. Church is going to be good. I, and let me just say this too. Man, we're going to miss you guys. Like, this is, we, we enjoy this season, but we love this church. Like, how, how can you not? Like, it's so awesome what God is doing here. This worship, wasn't that worship so good? Goodness gracious. Like, we're going we're gonna to miss you. 
but, th- but this is important for us. So stay connected. Keep coming back because it's going to be good. Even just because we're not here doesn't mean it ain't going to be good. In fact, Pastor Tondrai is starting. You know he's um, Pastor Tondrai, right? He's going to be starting a series. He's teaching a whole series, all four weeks. He's going to be teaching a series called Picture This, where he's going to be going through some different parables of Jesus. And if you've, if you've heard Pastor Tondrai preach before, you know it's going to be good. It's going to be solid. It's going to be deep. So get ready, right? So make sure you're here. Come every week. Don't miss a week. We expect that we're going to come back to a church that's better. Amen? So stay connected. The other thing I'm going to invite you to do is would you pray for, for Sarah and I during this season? Just in your prayer time, just be praying that God, one, will help us to disconnect quickly. And two, during this time that he's going to breathe new life into us as we move ahead. You know, we got a lot going on in the fall. Like we're moving towards uh, building a building. We're moving towards, we always see so much growth take place in the fall here at New Song Church. We got a new year coming up. And we just want to really hear and see and, and be uh, rejuvenated by the Holy Spirit in this time. So would you pray that over us, be interceding for us during this time. And just know this, we are going to come back better and, and stronger and ready to go, right? We do. Every year, it's always amazing. We step away. And like the last week of, of sabbatical, I always find myself kind of trying to start thinking about church again. And the Holy Spirit will be like, no, 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 don't do that yet. But like the day that I come back, it's amazing. It's like a flood of vision and energy and everything comes back. So I'm expecting we're going to come back. We're going to be better the next time you hear from me. I'm going to be fired up. So get ready in, in five weeks from now. It's going to be solid. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to go ahead and invite the young communicators to come up at this time. Give them a hand as they walk up this morning. And I will introduce them to you. First of all, we have Brandon Widman. Brandon has been a part of the church for a couple of years now. He's got a great story he's going to share with you. He serves in Boomtown, Threshold, and then he, he helps lead in New Song students. Uh, has really an incredible story of God pulling him uh, and, and, and bringing him into the family of, of New Song Church and the family of God, it's going to be really good. His wife, Mackenzie, serves on staff with us. She's amazing. They're such a blessing to our church. Beside him is Lisa Sanders. Lisa is old school New Song. She's been around for a while. And uh, she's got, like, you heard it. She's got a great laugh, like the best laugh. Like her laugh is like joy personified. It's awesome. And she's, she's amazing. She helps lead... Uh, worship in New Song in New Song Kids in Boomtown and Threshold. She's bringing up the next generation of worship leaders. Like there's someday, Lisa, there's going to be there's some of the kids that you're training right now are going to be on this platform leading us someday. It's going to be awesome. We're all going to cry. It's going to be great. And she's married to Jay Sanders. Everybody, look at the back of the room. You see that guy back there, sound man back there. Jay, act like you act like you like us. There you go. Wave your hand. Jay's awesome. And I just want to take a moment and honor Jay because because Jay came along. In a season, we'd gone through like four or five sound men, and Jay came along, and he has just been such a blessing, has had such a heart to serve, and he does such an amazing job. Like, I love you, Jay. I'm grateful for you. You guys, sometimes you probably, you know, you, you go back to him, you complain about it being too loud in him. Don't you complain to him about it being too loud. You want to complain to anybody, you come complain to me, okay? Because I'm the one telling him, hey, crank it up, right? You know why? Because I don't want to hear me, and I don't want to hear you. I want to hear these guys. They're good. I want, to, I want me to think as I'm singing, I sound like David Terry. That's what I want to feel. Or I sound like Michaela up here. Michaela, oh my goodness, her shoes came off. It was wild. So good. Oh yeah, by the way, would you help me welcome everybody watching online right now? I know we got 
Grateful that you could tune in with us wherever you are. Grateful to have you with us. Okay, where was I? Jay. Jay's awesome. We love Jay. All right. And then we have Dominique Casey. Dominique. Yes. Dominique is like the Swiss Army knife of New Song Church. She does a little bit of everything because she does a little bit of everything she touches is good. It's all gold. So she, uh, she serves in New Song students, helps lead in the high school groups. She serves in Guest Central. She's a host. We put her on video. We just we throw stuff at her, and she always makes it work. So we're grateful for them today. So, okay, so here's your assignment. you got two things that I want you to do. Here's how God put it to me. Expect to hear and prepare to cheer. All right? Say it with me. Expect to hear. Prepare to cheer. Okay, so expect to hear. I want you to expect God's going to speak to you today. Well, they're going to be sharing with you uh, a truth that set them free, all right? And I want, I want you to expect that the same kind of truth that God revealed in them that set them free is going to bring freedom to you today. Listen, we celebrate this weekend because we celebrate freedom, but the, the greatest freedom that you have is that Jesus Christ set you free. That's the free. That's what it's all about. So let's celebrate that freedom today and expect that God's going to bring new freedom to you today through what they have to say. So expect to hear and then prepare to cheer. We want to cheer them on. Listen, they don't do this all the time, all right? So they're, they're new at this. And, and listen, I, I get it. Like you look at this room sometimes and I'm, I'm up here preaching. I'm up here sharing with you guys. And I know sometimes you're just steeping in it. Like the word's hitting you and you're going, mm. Mm. but this is the look. And so I'm used to it. I'm like, yeah, they're getting it. But they're going to be going, they hate me. Okay, so adjust it from this to this, right? Everybody smile. Put your head up a little bit. Don't let the, let the light hit your brow and like you look angry. And then cheer them on. If they say something good, say, that's good. Somebody say, that's good. Somebody say, amen. If they say something not so good, say, that was okay. Whatever you got to do, but let's cheer them on, all right? Would you extend your hand towards them? Let's pray over them. Well, we thank you uh, for this opportunity we have to sit under this, these testimonies and these stories of your faithfulness, Lord. And we, we set our attention on you, Lord. We say that through their story, God, that we would hear from you. We thank you that the loudest voice in this room will be the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking and declaring truth that can set all of us free. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint them for this moment. Help them, Lord, to be bold, to be strong, to say this the best they've said it all weekend long, Lord God. And to you be all the glory and the praise and the honor forever and ever in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Would you help me welcome Brandon as he comes up? Hey, good morning, New Song Church. I'm so excited to be up here and share part of my story with you guys. Um, but first, I want to thank our incredible um, lead pastors, Pastor Josh and Pastor Sarah. Thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity to share my testimony and a part of my story. Um, secondly, I want to give thanks to my incredible wife. Um, she's just an amazing gift in my life and such a light in my life. Um, and she brought me the most amazing gift I ever could have asked for, and that's our daughter, Finley. Um, and look at that, look at that smile. She has the cutest little smile and it's just so much fun, so much joy. Um, she just is a little ball of energy and just um, brings me so much joy. Um, and then the last thing I'd like to do is thank all of you guys, my new song family, for always being there for me, um, for pushing me in my walk with Christ and for being there for me and my family. Um, I couldn't do it without you guys, so thank all of you. Um, and I'm gonna start out with explaining or telling you what my truth is and then I'll go on to explain it. Um, the truth that set me free was realizing God is not looking for you to just chase, af chase after religion. He is looking to have a relationship with us as his sons and daughters. 
And so to explain this, I'm going to begin with uh, my upbringing in the church. So I was born and raised in the Catholic church. I was what um, some people call a quote-unquote cradle Catholic. Um, I was baptized as a baby, um, went through like all religious education classes, through confession, adoration, um, all the, like everything. I was always the church. Every Sunday I did confession before going to mass. Um, and I like would have soccer games. And as soon as I finished, I would go straight there in my uniform and I didn't fit in. I had, cause I was like, everyone's all dressed up except for me. Um, so that's why I still kind of dress up. People give me a hard time sometimes, but, um, with that, I basically lived at the church on Sundays, and I was there in students on Wednesday nights, and I was all in. I was so excited to be there. I was like, I'm going to bring all the energy, all the excitement. I want to draw as many people in that I can um, just to know God and know um, what God's like. Um, but with that, I didn't realize till later on, I was actually putting on this false front. Um, I was all in on Sundays and all about it on Wednesday nights, but as soon as I left, I completely stop talking to God. I didn't pray when I was at home. It was just in that moment, just when I was there at the church. And I feel like this is an easy situation to fall into. Like we're all in on Sundays. We love praise and worship. We love doing all the right things. But then as soon as you go home, like, are you praying to God? Are you asking God, hey, God, how can you guide my life? How can you help me? Um, and so this uh, false, false front that I was putting on, I would explain, um, it's in Revelation 3, 15 and 16. It states, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So I was, I felt like I fell into this lukewarm place. I was super hot on the weekends and I was so cold on other times. Like didn't look to Jesus, didn't ask for guidance, didn't pray to him in times of need or in, when I needed to thank him for the things he had blessed me with. Um, so the question I have that you guys should ask yourself is are you really centering your entire life on Christ? Are you inviting him into the decisions that you make every day? Are you inviting him into your business decisions? Are you inviting him into your family decisions? Are you inviting him in when you're having an issue? Or when, you, when he does bring you praise, when he does bring you glory, are you saying, thank you so much, God, for what you are giving me? So I, I challenge you guys to just really ask yourself that question and really look to God in those moments. Um, and for myself, at that time in my life, the answer to that question was no, I was not. I wasn't inviting him in into anything. It was just going through the motions, checking all the boxes, just like I thought I was doing all the right things, but in the end I wasn't building that relationship. Um, and Pastor Josh gave a message on foundation last week, um, and he talked about in that foundation, you need to build your foundation on the rock um, and build it on Christ. And what I was doing in that moment was I was just building on the loose sand, that loose gravel, like I was checking all the right boxes, but then as soon as anything came against me, I knew it would all crumbly, come crumbling down or be that mega crash that he had mentioned um, last week. And it set me up in college for complete failure, complete crash, because I thought I would have all this freedom going to college. Um, so I wanna, if, I went, if I could go back and tell myself a verse, it would be in Galatians 5.13. It says, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So I definitely fell victim to these fleshly desires. As soon as I went to college, I had all this freedom. I was away from my parents. I was like, look at me go. Like, this is great. I've all, like, I can go hang out with my friends whenever I want. Like, I don't have to ask anybody. Um, and I, during my first year, I kind of just like was floating along. Didn't really have to study for classes. I was like, oh, I'm breezing through college. This is so easy. Like, you get to have all this fun and everything. Um, but then that second year is when it really hit me and the enemy really started to move against me. Um, 
because during these four years of college, I never really prayed. I, don't, I think I prayed maybe a handful of times. I, went to, I never went to church a single time in those four years, um, and I just wasn't talking to God at all. So when the enemy came in, it was so easy for him to just snatch everything up um, and just bring my life crashing down, crumbling down. Um, I got depressed during that time. I was failing classes because I stopped studying because I was just all in with friends and partying, having a good time, um, which led me eventually to... Um, transfer from OSU where I was um, to UCO because I really needed to get a grip on my life. I needed to figure out what was going on, what was wrong, why was I having all these issues. Um, And I figured out what these issues were um, when I met my wife, Mackenzie. And let me tell you, God puts people in your life at the perfect time and at the perfect moment that he knows you're ready for. Um, And so Mackenzie became that open door for me to um, get my life back to Christ and give my life to him. Um, And... So we began dating, um, and we, as we were dating, we had been to church a couple times together, um, but we came from very different backgrounds. We were like, we don't know what's going to happen with this. Like, I was super nervous about it, um, but we had been to church with our family and our friends a couple times, and then we decided, after we dated for a year or so, we were, needed to find our church home. We needed to find where we could grow that strong foundation with our family, with our friends, um, and thank goodness, uh, New Song was the first church that we um, came to, and it was at Noah's, and uh, we went there, and I was going in the door, I was like, uh, I don't know about this, like, I'm not sure this whole praise and worship thing is not what I'm used to, um, a little nervous, but God spoke to me so good in that moment, he, like, he was like, I'm ready for you to ask me back into your life, I'm ready for you to come home, I'm ready to protect you and surround like for you to surround your life with me. Um, and what we thought would be a super difficult transition because we were from so, so much different backgrounds uh, actually became so easy and was something that the loving family of New Song Church and the loving family of Christ gave us um, just made it so easy. Um, and when I, when I finally asked God um, into my life, it, he started to move immediately. He, asked, he called me to serve. He gave me a passion to start reading the Bible. He gave me a passion to start praying when I was at home. It was no longer this, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just looking like I'm doing the right thing. It was, I finally am at home with Christ. Um, and it's, it's so good to know that God doesn't hold anything against me um, because I fell away from him. I gave into those temptations. I gave into that sin. But then as soon as I asked him back into my life, he's like, he just showed up. He's like, I'm here. What do you need from me? Um, and like, sometimes he doesn't always answer it right away, but God's moving in your life, and he will provide that answer as long as you sh- show up and you ask for it. Um, and so, as I began to have that relationship with him, have conversations with him, pray to him um, in everything I do, he's been able to do more works in my life than I could ever imagine. He gave me my beautiful family that they showed. He's given me my new song family. He's given, me, he's given my life more purpose than I ever thought it could have. Um, and so, if there's anything that you can take away from today, let it be this. No matter how hard you try to do, no matter how hard you try to do the right things or check all the boxes, it will never compare to seeking the Lord and walking in relationship with him. Um, And it reminds me of John 15, 4. It states, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So when I was so focused on religion or so focused on like telling my parents I'm doing the right thing, I'm going to church, um, I never realized that the fruit I was producing was not sustainable and was not satisfying. Like sometimes I'd be rewarded for doing those things, but it did not last. That everlasting um, sustainability and satisfying thing that God gave me was truly inspiring once I built that relationship with him.
So in the end, the truth that set me free was by truly practicing the way of Jesus and walking in relationship with him has changed how I live, how I lead, and how I serve in everything I do. Thank you. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> how are we feeling? <laughs> you guys be good? Everyone awake? Yeah? Okay, cool. Well, I just want to say I'm super honored to be able to speak up here tonight, but before, or today, this morning, whoop, <laughs> but before we go any further, I need to give honor where honor is due, and that's to my senior pastors, Pastor Josh and Pastor Sarah. I just want to say thank you for just being um, so obedient to what God told you a few years back to plant New Song Church. I can say not only for my family, but for a lot of families here that we have found our church home, so I just want to say thank you for that, um, but we love you, the Sanders love you. So speaking of the Sanders, my name is Lisa. Um, a few people call me Liza, it's okay. I won't be mad at you or anything like that, but just for clarification since I'm up here, it's Lisa. <laughs> no harsh feelings or anything like that, but let's go ahead and throw up the love of my life. Uh, go to the next one. There he is. This is my cat, his name is Grumps. Everybody say Grumps. <laughs> he's blind in one eye, his ears don't stand up, and he is the most cuddly cat. He changed the way that Jay viewed cats. Jay loves cats now. He literally wears a t-shirt, you guys. Like this cat, he's, he's not like your typical cat. But speaking of Jay, everyone go ahead and look to the back. Everyone's attention to the back. There he is, that's my lovely husband back there, Jay. Pastor Josh mentioned him. He hates attention, so he hates everything that's happening right now. <laughs> But um, we have been married for about two and a half years. It'll be three years in October, so marriage. I recommend uh, marrying your best friend because it's one of the best things ever to be able to do that. Um, but I serve in kids. I serve in elementary, just like Pastor Josh was saying, uh, Boomtown and Threshold. Uh, I, I have a very big passion, a very strong passion for kids' worship um, and teaching them how to worship. And that's something that New Song actually does too. They have a very big desire that worship is so important in our walk with Christ. It is so vital. And so we want to equip your kids at a young age to know how to worship, why we worship, when we worship, and why it's just so important. And it's just, it's so pure and it's so awesome just to be able to see your kids worship. So just a little plug, you guys should also just serve over there. It's pretty fun. <laughs> but let's carry on. My truth that set me free, the truth that set me free is that, if you're taking notes, write this down, is that the Bible is absolute and God can help your unbelief and disbelief. So we all have a testimony, right? Everybody show of hands if you got a testimony. Not everybody. Little definition. <laughs> In students, uh, we have defined it as a story of God's goodness. Uh, you can also look at it as maybe something that God has freed you from. So by another show of hands, everybody got a testimony? Yeah, everybody's pretty much got a testimony, yeah? Okay. <laughs> but a little backstory on my life is that I was born in Greece. We moved to the um, States. We moved to Arizona when I was three months old, but it was very unexpected that we moved there. Uh, I lived there for 13 years. I grew up in the church 24-7. My mom was always at the church. I'm very thankful that she was. Uh, but I grew up in a fatherless home with my mom just raising my brother and I on her own. Uh, we moved when I was in eighth grade, so I was 13. We moved from Arizona to Oklahoma, uh, up in Claremont, Oklahoma. Um, but that's when life kind of started taking a little twist. It started taking kind of a turn. I uh, 
whew, I found myself starting to struggle with eating disorders, uh, depression, anxiety, suicide, the effects of life with just not a father around in the house. Uh, and eventually I found myself starting to develop a porn addiction at the age of 16. So fast forward a few years, I graduate college, uh, we went straight to New Song. Jay was already going to New Song at the time, but we, I was struggling with some church hurt from a previous church that I had attended. Um, but we live in a fallen world, sin happens, things happen, it's people hurt, it's not always just church hurt itself. But looking back now, I realized that this was a big setting up the scene for the enemy to attack in a lot of different ways. I, I saw it firsthand with a lot of people, with a lot of my friends afterwards. Uh, we left questioning our faith. We left questioning what was taught, like what we, what we were taught was it truth, was what the Bible was being taught to us, was that true? Um, and it just, it was a big time for us to be easily influenced in a lot of different ways. Uh, but during this time, this entire time still, I'm still struggling with a porn addiction. And you guys, porn is not just a man struggle, it's a human struggle. People struggle with it all around. And a study out of Germany in 2007 revealed that sexual compulsion can cause physical anatomic change in the brain, the hallmark of brain addiction. So one, it's addicting, and two, it changes how you think. But listen to this. And over time, the sex filter created during pornography gradually alters the way a woman thinks and views her own sexuality. Whew. Now, I didn't start struggling with my identity until I started seeing the world's view of everything as absolute, like the world's truth as absolute. And so struggling with this addiction, I didn't have a firm grasp of who I was in Christ. I was questioning my sexuality, whether I was bisexual or not. There was this fear, this rejection, this doubt. I felt angry all of the time. I was angry at the very people that I called my church family and my friends. I felt alone. Being a woman struggling with porn addiction, it's not talked about a lot. And so I felt like I was in a deep, dark pit, so dense, like I couldn't get my way out. It felt like my world was falling apart around me. I had no control over every, anything. I, I had an identity crisis. I had a false identity of who I was. I distanced myself from the godly influence in my life. I was pushing everybody away. I said, I don't want anything to do with this. And I had just gotten so caught up in the worldly things and desires and social media, which that's, that plays a part in it too, just like the world's influence in general, that I, I forgot who God had said I am. And when we start identifying with worldly things and desires and not the godly things that he's called us to or even just called us, we lose focus on what the truth is, on what the Bible says. The world likes to say that porn is okay, that daddy issues are fine, that cheating's okay as long as you're happy. It's a lot of self in, or instant self-gratification going on, that there is no absolute truth and that there's only my truth, and that we can embrace our sexuality and do whatever we want with it and decide whatever we want, but if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it isn't truth. Worldly truth is like a house built on sand. And if we base our truth, if I base my truth as the truth, what happens when my truth is different from your truth? There is no truth. It distorts the truth. Um, we, can, we can't base truth off of our feelings because one, truth hurts sometimes, right? It can hurt sometimes. And then also feelings are fleeting. Feelings are never going to be constant. They're always fleeting. And we can't believe the world's view is 100%, but then turn to the Bible and say that this is 100%. Because in Matthew 6, 24, it says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. So I found myself starting to nitpick the Bible. I said, oh, I like these. 
oh, but I don't like that one. That one doesn't fit my narrative. Oh, but I really like this one. And I found myself starting to do that. And so during this time of confusion and just I didn't know what I believed, my husband would always just point me back to that the Bible is truth that's absolute from beginning to end and everything in between, that there hasn't been anything to disprove it. And one day I said, okay, God, <laughs> if this isn't it, if what I'm believing isn't truth, if, my, if what my truth is isn't truth, but your truth is absolute, then help me, lead me, show me, help my unbelief, help my disbelief. And he did. Over time, people would speak into my life without even realizing what they were doing, my heart started to actually be more open and vulnerable to God's ways, his thoughts, his thinking, his language, his love for others, how much he loved me. I started seeing other people differently. I saw myself differently. That God had never made a mistake with me, with me from the get-go. That I am a strong, beautiful and woman, <laughs> I am a strong, beautiful woman and child of God. And that I was placed in a certain time for this. And that the thought patterns that I was struggling with, the thought patterns that I was having were just the worldly influence that were influencing me in a negative way. And that God was slowly transforming my mind into the mind of Christ. That there is no sin greater than the other. And that regardless of beliefs, we show love because he showed me love in those times. So if you find yourself struggling with a porn addiction... Whether you're a woman, a teenager, a man, whoever you are, if you find yourself, you need to reach out to someone. You have to tell somebody. You have to find that accountability partner. But you can't, <laughs> but someone that'll lead you in the right direction. It can't be someone that leads you in a worldly direction that says it's okay. Because in James 5.16, it says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. One of the first people I told was my youth pastor. And it was it was kind of uncomfortable. It was, it's a vulnerable moment to be talking to someone about that. But you can't expect change. You can't expect growth if you're not willing to be uncomfortable. Growing and, and changing is something that can be so uncomfortable, but it's so good. It is so powerful when we get to that. And if you find yourself today questioning the Bible, questioning any part of the Bible, questioning your sexuality, just ask God to help with your unbelief. Ask him to help with your disbelief with the Bible. Because it's not like he's just gonna turn his back to you and not do it. He wants to help you. He wants to lead you. He wants to help you understand his love and his ways and why his ways are perfect and higher than anything else. His ways are perfect, loving, endearing, and they're the most comforting thing I have ever experienced in my entire life. But to get to that point, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable and willing to change. Ah, good morning. Buenos dias. Como estas? Muy bien, yeah. I don't, I don't know a lot of Spanish. I learned that from my fiance. Um, which is, I think we have a picture of, of us. That's our engagement pictures. Yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. He shreds on the, on the base over here. So he's, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, 
But my name is Dominique, um, and a lot of people call me Dom, D-O-M, but Chick-fil-A always gets it wrong. They put D-O-N as in Don, but I always forgive them because I feel like the Lord blesses that chicken, and so it's, it's totally okay. Um, or you may have seen me in the nursery, loving on the babies back there, or in Guest Central, being a bodyguard for our pastors, and I love so much, and I'm so thankful that I can be up here and share my testimony with everybody. Um, and so a truth that set me free. Uh, is more of a question that I ask myself, and it's when will you be obedient? So I'm the youngest of three, and I was very spoiled as a child, but I blame my family because I had nothing to do with it. Um, And so growing up, I was always in the church, and I was always very protected. Uh, My family protected me. You can mess with anybody else, but you cannot mess with Dominique. This is the one you don't mess with. And so growing up in the church, uh, my family is a family of dancers. We all dance. My mom, my sisters, my dad, all of us. And so I would go to practice with my mom, and she did more of like the flags and I kind of got into the flagging and the streaming, but she was much better at it than I was. And trust me, I won't bring it to new song because that's something that's back in like the 2000s. We're going to leave that back over there. Um, But it was a lot of fun. You know, it's something different. And with that dancing, it grew into me doing it in high school and doing it in college and then also doing it professionally. Um, And so I believe that when my parents went to church, I was also inheriting that their religion or what they believed in. But how many of us know that is not the truth at all? You have to have your own relationship with God because it's totally different from trying to, you know, breeze it off of your parents. <laughs> and so uh, the older I got, my life kind of took a turn because I realized that the people that were protecting me or that were trying to protect me couldn't always be there when I really needed them to. And it opened a door for me to be vulnerable, to be uh, taken advantage of. And also my mom got into using. And so it kind of confused me to where I was like, I don't know who my mother is because it's not who I grew up with. And when I look in the mirror, I don't know who I am. And so I questioned God and I was like, man, God, I don't really know what's what you're doing right now. You know, you're not helping me. I feel like I'm calling to you and you're not responding to me. And so it, it put me in a place where I was like, I don't really want you to touch anything else that I do, because it seems like you're not really touching what I want you to do. And so um, I was bogged down with the bad because I was looking at things in the natural eye and not looking at it in the spiritual. Um, And so with asking myself all those questions, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to try to play Christian as well as I can. Um, And obviously that did not go that great. And so back in 2021, I was in a class called Wilds here at New Song, which that stands for Women in Leadership Development. And while I was in that class, they were like, go back and watch a message from Pastor Josh. And it was about our purpose. And so I was like, okay. So I go and I watched his sermon and he was preaching to the church that, you know, we need to do better with reading our Bibles. And I knew that I needed to do that because I was not playing Christian very well as I thought I was doing. And so he was giving everyone this five by five by five method, five minutes of worship, five minutes of prayer and five minutes of reading your Bible. So I felt encouraged and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that right now. So I opened up my Bible and I turned on the worship music and I'm like, great, this is going to be awesome. And God spoke to me so clearly. And isn't that like an amazing thing? When God speaks to you, you're like, yes, what I've been waiting on. Like, this is awesome. Here we go. Um, But God didn't tell me anything that I really wanted to hear. Um, And honestly, I don't think I've ever shut my Bible so quickly. Um, And basically he told me to uh, quit dancing. 
And so if you know me, I love to dance. I'll dance to anything, elevated music. We make up a beat. Someone's play something right now. We're going to have a dance party. That is me. I love dancing. Like I said, I grew up dancing. So my question was, who am I? If, if I'm not dancing, who am I? You know, I, I was like, dance is my life. And so when God told me that, I was completely heartbroken because I was feeling like you gave me a gift and now you're telling me to give it back to you. And I don't know if I'm fully ready to lay that down just yet. Um, and my issue was that I had a passion, but my passion was so much into dance that it was no longer into God. Um, and it takes me back to our Kingdom Manifesto series that Pastor Josh had preached in Matthew 6, but more specifically verse 21 that says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So I was putting my treasure in dance because it wasn't letting me down. It was doing exactly what I wanted it to do, and it was taking me exactly where I wanted to go. And so I was replacing God with dance, and I was elevating practice before reading my Bible. And so I trusted God with this. Well, I, sorry, I did not trust God that much, but <laughs> I had some distrust and I struggled for two months with this and I didn't tell anyone. Again, I'm trying to play Christian very well because in my mind, I'm thinking when you're a Christian, your life has to be perfect. And that was a lie that I didn't realize was a lie. And so I only told one person and that was my, my mentor. And I've known my mentor since I was seven. And I met her when I lived in Germany and we kind of disconnected for a while and then we reconnected back in Texas. And uh, she gave me these two thoughts to think of and I would like you to write it down. But she said, ask God, how do you want me to do this? And when do you want me to do this? So getting in alignment with God's timing, but also being correct were also important. So it just so happened that we were going to camp with students that year, and I was super excited because I had never been to camp as a child. It wasn't anything that we did. Um, but I did a fast a week before uh, we were going to camp, and I asked God those two questions, but I added one more question into there. And I said, God, if you really, really want me to do this, if you truly want me to quit dance, I need you to make it very clear. As if he didn't already do that, but I was like, you know what? I just have to add that question right in. And I'm so thankful that, that God is, is patient with us because, you know, like to ask those questions like that, to know that God has already told you, he's like, okay, you can come back and ask me that question. That's fine. You can ask me. That's fine, you know? And so in those three days, God had shown me so much and he told me so many things. And I remember I was praying and God was just spoke to me and he was like, watch what I do. And so God showed me this vision and he showed, sorry, he showed me the clouds and he took his hands and he opened them and angels just started going, just flooded through. And it reminded me of Psalms 91:11. for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And I realized that I was doing things that I was not supposed to be doing. And I was in places that I was not supposed to leave yet. So right after we left, I made the decision, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not go back. I'm going to do what God's telling me to do. And so I kind of connected to a show called uh, My 600-Pound Life. Anyone see My 600-Pound Life? You can be honest. You've seen it a little bit, you know. You can only take on so much. <laughs> but... God gave me some revelation, and uh, I just wanted you to write this down as well. He gave me, he said, we go through these traumatic things in life, and we find ways to fill us up until we can no longer be mobile to do the will of the Father. 
So to fully follow him, I had to let go. I had to put down. I had to trust. So I wasn't expecting anything from being obedient. I wasn't expecting a big prize or anything. I just wanted to be obedient. I wanted to have a servant's heart. And that's why I do what I do here at New Song. I just wanted to serve. I just wanted to show God that I want to do this. I want to follow your will for my life. And so we think of things like, oh, God, what did I lose? Well, I lost a paycheck. It wasn't a big paycheck, but I lost a paycheck. I was losing friends. I was losing worldly friends. And I was losing connections because I wanted to do those things and I wanted to go far with it, but it wasn't what God had for my life. But what did I gain? I gained being available for those things. I, get, I got truly, truly godly friends that knew what scripture said. I started seeing reconciliation in my family. I started seeing healing taking place. My mom getting clean. I met my fiance and I got engaged. And I had time. I had so much time to read my word, to get into the scripture, to be here, to be present. And so when I expected things, it became a transactional relationship and it was a heart problem that I had. And so do not let the words, oh, you have to be content, confuse you because God sees your heart. So when you hear those words, don't be confused. We hear them all the time, but don't be confused because God sees you way deeper. So instead of asking, how can I be obedient to receive my blessing? Instead, ask, how can I just be obedient? Because no longer will I blame the use of other things to fill me up because I want to be full on God and do his will for my life. Yeah, give him a hand. Great job. All right, you guys take a deep breath. You did it. Good job. So proud of you. Thank you so much. Yes. Would you guys bow your heads, close your eyes. I'm going to go ahead and invite our altar. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.